Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hiya, Matt. How you doing? Yeah, good. How are things in your world? All good? Oh, I can't complain. Busy, busy. At the, the the national bike show on Saturday in Birmingham, the NEC, so that was fun. Doing a bit of cycling chat up there. Um, been you out the seem, bike a you, bit you, too. You never seem to have quiet weeks. Do you ever have a shut off week or intend to? Um, never, never quite material. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of, I don't say no to many things. That's the trouble. I think yeah. I do all the fun stuff whenever I can. Um, but no, it's been busy recently. It gets quiet in January, February time, so you make wow. the most of it during the summer. A bit like you, I guess. You kind of go when the, when the seasons for sport are happening. You're you're always pretty busy, aren't you? Yeah, this is my busiest time because sort of the different sports I cover. So you've got a lot of tennis going on. There's the Formula One still going on. Athletics comes into play, Tour de France cycling. So suddenly there's just sort of slightly erupts. And so you have the best intentions of having odd day off here and there. Even got uh, Major League Baseball. I'm going to that at the weekend. Oh, wow. A uh, game up in, in London. So that's quite cool. Um, so, yeah, I, but I can't complain, you know. I often say I can just get a real job. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Do you know much about Major League Baseball? Is that something that you just great, Not a great deal. I, I, when I travelled, when I was younger, I ended up in the States for a bit and ended up getting quite into the baseball then. And then I went over and did a feature on the Yankees Red Sox. I was in New York for the two games they played and interviewed all the players and stuff like that. I just find it amazing. Like, I'm really fascinated by lots of different sports, particularly ones I don't fully understand. Mm. It's it's not just the sport; it's the whole drama and the occasion around it, which I love as well. Um, have you ever Have you ever watched it? Or no? no, never, never seen, never seen it live. Never watched it on TV. Just see little clips on uh, on the TV now and again. But yeah, it's not that big, is it? In the UK, it's getting bigger. They're trying to promote it, but it's never really been a, a UK sport. Uh, it hasn't really taken off. Although they, I mean, I don't think they're fully sold out, but it's pretty good ticket sales. It's just because it's like a big event it comes to London, so people mm. want to get want to go to it. Whether it's whether it's the American football or whether it's the baseball basketball or whatever comes over people seem to sort of kind of buy into it yeah. it's like a religion out there isn't it it's massive it's massive. crazy and the rivalry between the yankees and the red, so red sox they really really hate each other which is sort of quite <laughs> funny quite funny to watch it's uh, always at the heart of any any good sport there's always massive rivalry people yeah. hating each other with a passion who, who did you did you did you despise a nation who was well not any, well, well it, was, it was football it was always hearts and hibs um, but what about on the, kid, bicycle? What, on, the what about on the bicycle on the bicycle well the french we loved a bit of a rivalry with the french yeah. I, I stirred that up a bit with a, an advert for a cereal cereal brand, um, <laughs> and they, they 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 did this little print ad, and it was me standing there looking rather smug, and it said, "I believe the French eat pastries for breakfast," and I'm standing there looking all kind of <laughs> proud. Um, but yeah, no, it was all we were all pretty good friends. You had the odd person that you didn't get on with that well, that, and that you enjoyed beating more than the others. But um, who was it? Was it Gregory, Gregory Bourget? Is that his name? Bourget was a good, uh, a big, big rival. Yeah, he was a, 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 one of the good French like writers who, yeah. um, I think, more with Jason actually, Jason right. Kenny, and, and he had a bit of a, a kind of ongoing battle. But um, yeah, Bourget only have you know, only raced him at the highest level maybe four or five times head to head, never in a major final. 
What do you have? G- Germans and Kiwis as well, and Aussies. Yeah, I guess those were Aussies. Ones. Yeah, Aussies, Germans, French, um, mainly, and the Dutch as well. But it was mainly Max Levy ended up being sort yeah. of my my kind of head to head rival in lots of races at the back end of my career. Was he a lovely guy as well? He, he, Max he, is a great guy. Yeah, yeah really good really guy. Nice. Yeah. yeah, got on well with him. Yeah, it, it was all on the track. It was fierce, and off the track, you were friends. That's that was what was nice about it. Mm. Um, you didn't have to. You know, it wasn't all forced. It was all you know, decent people, and you you respected each other, and and yeah, you tried your best to absolutely destroy them on the track. Though that was. You know, are you ever the, are you ever yeah. in touch with any of old rivals, or does that not really? You just go on a def- yeah, different yeah, yeah, you are, and it's what's nice is when you go to a world championships now or a major track event, and you see them, and you can catch up for a coffee or a beer, yeah. and and just <laughs> even social media, just keeping in touch. Like Tail Boss is another old rival. Oh that yes, became a yeah. Friend. He's a good lad. Um, I even helped him with his training, actually. for the. He was trying to get selected for the Olympics in Tokyo doing Man 1, which wasn't a position that he had done any real um, training in or had any experience of previously. And he came to me and said, can you help me with my strength training program for um, for training for it? So, I mean, he didn't make it, so obviously I must be a terrible coach. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> um, but no, it was, yeah, it, it's nice when you have friendships. And, and I think going to Japan to do the Kieran, when you go with other riders, there's nine riders from nine different nations and you become friends out there, even though a lot of you are head-to-head rivals for the rest of the year. We've got an arrival. Oh. Haven't, we haven't actually introduced who we've got having on. Go on but, then. Um, yeah, we've we got, got Kyle Smith-Bino, but uh, star of Ghosts and Staff Let's Flats, but we should let him in now. Can't wait. Hi, how you doing? Great, thanks. How are you? Yeah, good, thanks. I'm just sorting out this uh, sound. You're sounding loud and clear. You sound sounds good. Where are you? Are you at home? I'm at home. Yeah, I've got a little. Um, I've got a little office at the back, at the bottom of my mum's garden. Bit of peace and quiet. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a park right behind, so that's not always the best. Well, actually, the the fair has just left. Ah. So for the past two weeks, it's been a lot of Kate Perry. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but no, we're, we're all good now. And those really unsafe-looking rides as well, is it that sort of oh, thing? Oh, definitely, yeah, like the yeah. flat-pack rides yeah. that come out of like a, <laughs> a smart car. <laughs> so how are you doing anyway? What, what's, what's up with you at the moment? What are you working on? I am chilling at the moment. Nice. I, um, I haven't been... It's been about 18 months of, of being very full-on. Um, and then suddenly... Every, that all stopped. We, we finished filming Ghost Series 5 in January. No, we started in January, we finished in March. And um, since then, I've been doing a bit of writing, a bit of voiceovers, been on holiday, um, a bit of writing out a list of things to do for the day and not doing any of them. <laughs> <laughs> but then it gives you the next day, you can add it to that list and then, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then um, when I look back at the list, and go to the very beginning. Things are from like 2013. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've got little notes on my phone of, you know, it says Tuesday, um, take out the bins, do this, do that. And, and then there'll be things like sort out the sort out the garage and then you realise, yeah, that was from 2021 and I still <laughs> yeah. haven't done it yet. But you took the bins out though. Yeah, well, yeah, I did on that day. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, small victories, you've got to take them when you can find them. Yeah, Fair enough. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. But so there's a, a new series of ghosts Ghost coming out then. That's uh, yeah. that's exciting. Yeah. So um, it's the last series of Ghosts that has been announced. And it's sort of weird because I've been I've spent like almost two years knowing that 
the last series of Ghosts would be series five, but not being able to say anything. And people uh, constantly being like, well, I guess it'll just run and run forever, right? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, but knowing that it was coming to an end. So now that it's been announced, it's a huge weight off my shoulders. Um, but yeah, we we are, we filmed the last one and that'll be out some point this year. It's one of the few That's... TV series that um, is across the board popular in my household. So I've got a 14 year old and 11 year old and all of us watch it together. It's seriously, it's, it's yeah. fantastic. Absolutely love it. Oh, great. They were so yeah, excited you were coming great. on today. They, they were off to school. They were a bit disappointed to go off to school because they wanted to see you. <laughs> I'll have to show them the recording afterwards. Yeah, it's not, it is nice that like we, we have people of all ages uh, coming and up to us and saying how much they love it and how it brings their family together. So um, some people have said like it's the only thing that everyone in the, in the house will sit down and watch together rather than like just going to their rooms and watching their own stuff. It's interesting yeah. how, you know, I know there's an American sort of spin-off of ghosts and it's you know based on the same premise and i bet they'll do series after series after series year after year british oh, british comedies seem to to know you know they, they kind of leave you wanting more yeah. um you know you think about well, even faulty towers that was only two series i believe like, from, from yeah, memory yeah. um yeah. but they last they stand the test of time they last for years and years and years the good ones do um why do you think it is the americans they just seem to they do you know hundreds of series that come out you know, like you look at think of the American Office as an example. Yeah. They've done I don't know how many series on that versus the British version. Money. <laughs> <laughs> they've got money. They can afford to keep going, and also like they've, once they're onto a hit, they're just like, great, this keeps making money, so we'll just keep doing that forever and ever. I mean, whereas, um, yeah, we didn't have that luxury. I think it was something like the budget was going down every series, but obviously, like everyone's fees going up. And those, it's those those sort of like really boring um, technical legal things that mm. that you hear about. That you're like, oh, I would not want to work on the other side of of this job, like the the sort of producing and budgeting and line producing and that sort of stuff. And then finding out like you've you can only afford sixty lunches that day, and we've got seventy people on set. Those sort of things. When I hear that stuff, I'm like, I don't, I don't want to know. I don't, I don't know what it means. I don't want to know what it means. <laughs> Whereas, like on those American shows, you sort of got like, you got craft going all day. You can go and get a, a you can get, you can ask someone for a pizza at nine a.m. if you want. And you can get it. Sounds like a good gig to me. Exactly. Yeah, that's why I want to get to America. Yeah, get out there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think it's uh, it's also that like. They just have the resources to just keep going, and also I think they they option uh, a lot further ahead than we do. So, like my friend who's in what we do in the shadows, I think they're on series four or five now. But I think they knew that they were going to do four like from the start. Wow. Whereas with Ghost, it was sort of like two at a time. They'll say, "Oh yeah, we've got one," or "No, we've got two and three. Yeah, we've got four or five. But um, yeah, they just sort of know in advance. Rather, but the problem with with um, over there is that they can cancel your show in the middle of. You can literally be like mid take, and then you find out that your show's been cancelled. Gee, well, wow. I'm just like, oh, okay, I, I guess we're going home. But they, they must um, have known that, that your your version was going to be a success. You look at the cast. I mean, it, you just mm. it's a it's a, a hell of a lineup, really. I mean, you yeah, know, you yeah. see 
before you even watched the first episode, I saw that. I thought this is going to be awesome. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've we've had um, it's been great, and we've got loads of like amazing guest casts as well. But I had I I had no idea. So the first series, going into the first series, reading the script, I knew it was going to be good, but I didn't know it was going to be like a a, a favorite of like comedy fans across like the whole most of the uk and, and well to be honest the world like quite a lot of people say even especially americans actually say that they um don't like the american one as much as they like the english <laughs> one yeah <laughs> i've not actually seen the american one so I'm no i haven't keep, either keeping it real yeah yeah but the, <laughs> i mean americans love telling you that they don't like the american one they <laughs> yeah. they assume that like it's as soon as you meet them and hear their voice, they assume that you think that you're like, oh my gosh, they like the American one more, man. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like they say it straight away. <laughs> yeah. So what is it like? I mean, it must be odd filming because your character can't actually see 99% of the other characters in the in the show. What is yeah. it like when you can't interact, like off offset when you're you know not looking at them, not interacting? What's that like? Um, it's it's hard to remember. At times, when uh, especially when I've been like away from it for nine months or something, you come back to start a new series, and on the first day, you're sort of just like, "Oh yeah," and then like, "Oh right, no, I don't know, you. I don't know you exist. I don't know that you're stood there. I don't know what height you are. I don't know. all of those things." Um, it is a lot of fun though, and it's like also as a challenge for me as an actor is just finding what I can do in those gaps. Because where Alison would be talking to the ghosts, Mike wouldn't actually hear what the responses are. So it's not even like he could listen to the conversation. So I've got to find things to do and ways to make myself busy and, and trying to like keep that fresh and new over five years. It's been challenging, but it's it's fun for me and it's like it gives me more to think about as well in my performance, which is always fun. It looks like you guys have a lot of fun though. I mean it's the the, the blooper reel on YouTube. <laughs> is one of my favourite to watch, yeah. and it just it puts a smile on my face. You know, any any time, just whack it on. Always always cheers me up. Yeah, it's great. We do have a lot of fun, and we also know that if we can make each other laugh, then the audience are going to laugh too. Um, especially like a room of funny people. There's ten in the main cast, and knowing that like they're all comedians in their own right and performers and funny people. If you know that you've you've made someone laugh with something that you've done um, within reason, then um, then you know that it's going to be uh, a hit with the audience. Yeah, I'll bet. Yeah. So listen, this is a this is a sporting misadventure, as we call this. Mm. Um, what's What role has sport played in your life? Have you, were you kind of into sport as a kid? Or have you, you know, do you follow sport now? What are you, what are you into? I, I wasn't really as, as a kid i was like i pretended to be an arsenal fan because i fancied a girl in my in my class that was an <laughs> arsenal fan <laughs> and then since then i i was and I, I just like was an arsenal fan until about i guess i stopped like paying it i stopped knowing who the team were in probably like 2010 or something like that but i still like to hear if they won yeah, do you think that is is that is that the kind of crucial point? Because I I'm similar. I used to sport Hearts as a kid, mm. but I could I could, could tell you the full lineup from the 85-86 season, mm. from goalie through to you know striker. But I couldn't tell you anyone that plays for them now. I did, yeah, probably yeah. for the last ten years, to be honest. Um, right, so yeah. I guess do you think that is that when you stop being a fan, or 
as long oh, as it's yeah, still in your heart and you still want to see them win, yeah, that means you're still a fan. Yeah, um, I mean, I still want to... I like to hear that they have won, but I don't... I'm not following it. I'm not like, mm-hmm. I've got to pay attention to the scores. But yeah, it's like, if I do hear that, I'm like, oh, nice. Oh, good on me. Good on me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, when I, was, when I was younger, my dad always wanted me to play cricket. My dad wanted me to be a cricketer and because um, he was. And I was not interested um and he got me all the he got me the whites and he took me to he used to take me to his games and then there'd be like um like the kids in the in the um nets batting and stuff and then one time i think i actually played like a juniors match for his club and then um he saw me play and then was like right okay well tell me more about this acting <laughs> I was trash, man. Oh. Um, yeah, he he wanted me to be a cricketer up until then, and then um, it was like, yeah, maybe not. <laughs> yeah, but then yeah, he 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 used to come to all my shows and stuff, and then like, he, I mean, he very quickly gave up on that dream after seeing my performance. But yeah, he used to come <laughs> to all my my shows and whatnot, and was glad that I sort of went in the direction that I did. But um, that was the closest. I was to be in like push towards the sport or anything like that. I like we played football at school, but I went to all boys school in uh, East London. And we had, when you get to year nine, you go into the upper school playground and you have, um, you move into the cage. And the cage is exactly how it sounds. And but at lunch, at break time and lunchtime, there are possibly, I want to say, fifty boys in there, and one ball, and there is there are no rules. <laughs> People are picking a ball out of the sky and just putting it down and carrying on. People are like tucking into their lunch and also like sort of playing. There is like a rap battle happening in the middle of the pitch. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely no rules so like by default you sort of like end up involved in this football match at some point every day i I love how in those situations i love how the rules nobody nobody explains the rules to you know you you just turn up and even the fact that you you know how you find which side you're going to be on which way you you know which side you go on you know all these things that it's quite you know as you say a complex system of 50 kids and yeah. yet it, it works, and they they work it out themselves. Yeah, there was the only constant in in that. I mean, and actually, when you move up until when in my school, when you moved up into the um, uh, senior playground, that's it. Uh, nine, ten, ele- year year nine, ten, and eleven. And um, what would usually happen is that you go into the cage in year nine, and then year ten and eleven, or year ten, you go into the uh, other playground at the back and year 11 you're allowed to go out for lunch so you spend most of your lunch hour outside the chicken shop anyway and then come back but we stayed in the cage for three years we just we, we moved up to the cage and we we're like no nah, we like it here and we stayed cool. there. so when the when the new year nines came they had to go straight to the, the like the year 10 playground because we were like now nah, we keep we're staying here. <laughs> um but the one constant was that was the goalkeepers they just wanted they they stayed in goal. That was their thing. They were in goal, and that was the only thing that was 
of, of regularity. Everything else was like, you literally do what you want. So football was quite a constant for you then, even if you were only dipping in and out of the games as, that, yeah, that were going yeah, on. Yes, yeah. Yeah, but I never like, I, I never played for the school team or anything like that. Um, and I had never actually played a football match, like a full length football match until about three weeks ago. Oh, wow. And listen, I don't want to, I don't want to do that again. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say, I don't want to brag, but I was amazing. Oh my God. <laughs> the, I played a charity match that Alex Horn organized and um, it was at Chesham United and it was with comedians, actors, ex-footballers and current footballers from the uh, women's team at Chesham. I cannot believe how big that pitch is. <laughs> when I got onto the pitch, I was like, oh, this <laughs> and then when I first, when I got the, when I got past to the first time and had to chase down the ball, I like mid run, I was like, there's no way. <laughs> get, get me off of this pitch. <laughs> um, unfortunately, it was very like, it was very silly. It was, um, the rules were insane. There were like basketball hoops on the, um, on the goalposts. And if you scored in the basketball hoop, you get three goals instead of one. Those sort of like rules are like that. So it was very silly. And you could sort of come on and off when you wanted. But um, I lasted 20 minutes. And then I had to take half an, half an hour to sit down <laughs> before I went back on. I could not believe it. It was um, yeah. I found a new, a newfound respect for for these um, for professional footballers. It's the same as a, a snooker table. Have you ever seen a full size snooker table in reality versus on TV? It's absolutely yeah, it's, massive. Yeah. I don't know what yeah. size it is, but there is, and it's when you see these long shots they take from you know the back cushion all the way down to the far end. You yeah. can barely see the ball; it's that far away. But um, but yeah, TV never really gives it never gives you the full appreciation of what what sports yeah. people are doing i mean it's yeah. live sport is when you kind of get that real yeah respect for for how tough it is yeah. did you have any moments of inspiration in your 20 minutes on the pitch or was there was that lacking um, uh I, I i touched the ball a couple of times <laughs> <laughs> that's what matters it's for charity you get involved touch it. um no i think i i think i did all right i mean i did better than i thought i didn't score but um the final score was 11-9 um, it's an exciting to, game. To it, well, it started with a penalty shootout. <laughs> so, how does that work? So we we just start like instead of starting with a kickoff, you start, we started with a penalty shootout and then went from there. So it was five three at the end of the penalty shootout, and then we just played on from that. Do you know? I I, I would happily sit and watch penalty shootouts and forget all the ninety minutes before or the the whole. Extra yeah. time and all that. I'd, I'd love, I love watching penalty shootouts. I think it could be a sport on its own without all the faffing around before. I mean, anything you, you could play. Down, Chris. You would have loved oh, it. I, well, you've never seen me kicking a football. <laughs> the cyclists are notoriously bad at all other sports. So basically, all we're good at is sitting, sitting on a little chair, a little seat, and turning our legs like a hamster wheel. Just you know, you kind of that's that's what you become good at, and everything else Great gets legs, worse. <laughs> I could kick it. Well, if I could actually connect with the ball, I could kick it pretty hard, I reckon. But, yeah. Um, but putting it in the probably, right place. You probably look the part in a kit. <laughs> which is which is the you know, the main the main the main Apart purpose. Yeah, exactly. Ed Gamble, next looked, Ed Gamble looked like a professional footballer until the ball got to his feet. <laughs> <laughs> Was he dreadful? No, it's terrible. 
Um, <laughs> but like, I mean, there were some really surprising performances. Um, John Robbins was in goal and is like an actual keeper. It was crazy. I mean, it, I guess hearing that the score was 11-9 and then me telling you that he was a great keeper. <laughs> <laughs> but you've got to remember there were rules like um, there were giant inflatable ducks released onto the pitch. And also, if the uh, manager of the opposing team blew their whistle, um, sorry, honked their megaphone when, like, at any stage, then the op opposing team has to all lie down on the floor for 30 seconds. So it's that sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> Including the goalie as well. Including the goalie. Ah, uh, well, okay, fair enough. We'll let them off then. Oh, yeah. It's that kind of that kind of thing. Will, you, no, will you play again? Will you play again, do you think? Or is that very much a one-off? Not on that pitch. No. <laughs> I mean, to be fair... They were saying the um, the professional players were saying that this it, that was a big pitch compared to some like other like non Premiership football pitches. That is a, a a massive one, right? So yeah, maybe on a small, <laughs> maybe on a smaller pitch. But I do. Um, Charlie Perkins has started. At, Charlie Perkins, who um, uh, has been in comedy for a very long time and is now. Um, a comedy commissioner at Channel 4. She has created a uh, football club called Mixed Bag, and we play on a Saturday at uh, a leisure centre, which is more of like a five-a-side pitch. So I had done that a few times, but you can understand why I um, was extremely comfortable on that pitch and then got onto a full-size pitch and thought that my head was going to come off. <laughs> <laughs> it's and the lack of recovery cool. between the efforts, though, isn't it? You, you sprint for a ball... Yeah, yeah, and then it's just, and it's the as you say, it could be you could be sprinting for 70, 80 meters if you're going for a long one. Yeah, and then, yeah, and then you've got to go and run all the way back down the other end of the pitch, and before you know it, you've yeah, I guess you're racking up some mileage in a space also, of ten like, minutes. When you're um, when you're looking around the pitch, and you see that like someone in your team has got the ball, and then they sort of turn towards your direction, you're like oh, not. <laughs> <laughs> Just look to the ground. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God, oh, got to... Oh, Don't pass man. it to me. <laughs> it's coming, it's coming. Um, yeah, it was a lot of that. If, you were, if, if you've watched the Olympic Games or any other sports on TV, if you could try another sport or even be, be a professional in another sport, what would, you, what would you like to have a go at? Oh, good question. Tennis looks good. You don't have to run around too much. You're kind of standing in the same place for a lot of it, I suppose. Yeah. So it's, you know, yeah, there's you don't that. Yeah, do any, like, intense sprints. <laughs> <laughs> um, Although I think it is, well, you know, Andy Murray, Djokovic, and Adele, I think they might disagree um, in terms of intensity. They're just, but they're, yeah. they're just showing off. They don't have to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're just trying to make it look hard. Um, <laughs> I think, yeah, I think tennis. I like the pace of tennis. I, it couldn't be something like golf. I'd I'd really get bored with all, like walking to the next hole. Oh no, no, no. <laughs> I think. Um, yeah, something like tennis or, or table tennis. I'd love to be good at table tennis. It's an amazing, unbelievable sport. When you watch it, uh, for some reason, I don't know why, my algorithm on Instagram has started showing me lots of table tennis clips out, out of the blue. And I don't know why, right. but there's this one I saw yesterday where it, it was a Chinese guy, I think it was against, uh, maybe it was an Aussie. Anyway, I can't remember, but he served it. The Chinese guy served it. And the, the other guy basically looked like he'd hit the ball. He sort of faked it, 
swooped swoop his arm over the ball, went back under it, and then tapped it, did a kind of back flick. So it basically, the, the, the whole point of doing it was to try and dummy a shot, which didn't happen. Right. So the Chinese guy was, was then reacting to the shot that didn't happen. And a, a split second later, the ball came back over the net and he wasn't ready for it and he won the point. And they, no, everybody stopped for a second and the Chinese guy was like, well, that was, that was a foul. He must have, you know, he missed the ball, but he's hit it with his arm or something, you know. And they were kind of, they said, watch the replay. The guy says, watch the replay. <laughs> and sure enough, in wow. this replay, he, the speed, because you know how fast the balls are served at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he managed to move his bat over the, the speed of the, the ball and then move it back under it and then hit it with the back of the bat. It was, it was like wizardry. It looked like, <laughs> almost looked like it was CGI. It didn't look real. Um, but the speed they move at and the accuracy yeah. and the intensity, um, yeah, massive respect for that sport. You know what my Instagram algorithm showed me? Shark attack. <laughs> me too. <laughs> Have you seen that one of the guy on the single little paddle canal and this tiger shark just comes towards him and bites the side of the boat? Like it's, it, it came out a couple of days ago. Um, he had the camera on because he was, he was out fishing and he just caught a, a fish and, and sort of filmed it and he still had this camera on his on his on his head, on his helmet, and this shark like comes at him, flat out hits the boat, almost knocks a canoe over. You'll, you'll, if you haven't seen it already, I it'll be on there. I soon. Seen it. Yeah. Oh man, I'm trying to avoid him now because I love I love swimming in the sea. <laughs> like, that is really putting me off. <laughs> it's fine until I, I was I was in the ocean a couple of weeks ago, and it's all fine until you let that part of your brain just imagine. It's the imagination of. I wonder what would be uh, under here right now. <laughs> what? Don't think that. It could be massive. It could be uh, yeah. big teeth. It's coming at you. And as soon as as soon as your brain starts to put these little messages in, you you get out of the what? Right. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go in now. Where are you going? I'm just uh, just gonna go and get a drink. And it's it's it must be some sort of primal thing, like a self preservation. I don't know. It's 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 because you, you're in this environment that isn't really your your natural environment. It's it's the unknown. Oh my god, yeah, and I think it doesn't help that I, I have done a shark cage dive once in, in Adelaide in South South Australia, and it was amazing, but I would never do it again. So I'm glad I did it, but I would never yeah. do it again because, yeah, I just find it really unsettling. This this feeling you go under and then it's all quiet and you're looking around and it's quite a big cage and the, the gap in the bars are huge and you're like, mm. surely the, the shark could get its nose in it. And the guy goes, yeah, it could. But then it couldn't open its mouth. So if it's opening its mouth, it can't get in. But if, if it goes into the gap, it can't then open it to bite you. So you'd be fine. And I was like, it's not really instilling no, a lot of confidence. Not, that's no, not secure enough for me. No, no. And it was, it, it was amazing. So, so what was weird was you're, you're you're looking around. You're all silent, and you kind of go down. You have got the, the breathing apparatus on, and you're looking around. And it was me and my wife, and this other person. And we're just and you're looking and you're you're staring, thinking, oh, I think I can see one over there, and you're so focused in that that part, you don't mm. see this mass, mass, like four meter long great white just comes wow. right past, oh. and your instinct is to sort of shout or to scream, and, and yeah. you, you've got to try and control your breathing, and um, but they're so big and they're, and they're kind of baiting them with you know they're putting fish in the water to try and get them mm. to bite this this bait, and you just think it just doesn't feel right at the end of it. You think I sh I'm glad I'm out of the water now. We shouldn't be in there. You know, yeah. it's it's asking for trouble to be in that yeah. situation. It's their environment, and it they it was amazing to see them up close. But equally, I wouldn't do it again. It was just it's quite a terrifying mm. experience. Yeah, yeah, I don't. I mean, maybe that's a sport. That I'll that's what <laughs> I'll get. Yeah, I'll get into that. <laughs>
But it's the one you see the videos of the guys oh, who jump in and swim with the sharks. Like it's an Instagram thing where they're they'll get in, maybe not with full size great whites, but they're getting in next to sharks right. and want to touch them. And yeah, 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 yeah. You just like that's all fine until it's not fine, you know. Yeah. Until it turns around and goes, actually, I'm a shark. You look tasty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. Flipping it. Yeah, I do. I do get a lot of shark, shark, and table tennis. Um, I get the table tennis. I haven't had the shark yet, but maybe after this, I will. You will if your Just phone's you near wait. you now. Yeah, you're talking about it. It'll be on there. <laughs> I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. I was, I was listening to um, one of your interviews um, mm. recently and you were talking, going back to ghosts. Ghosts, apparently, where, you're film, where you film it is apparently haunted. Apparently is that, is that is. true? That is what they'd say. Um, I haven't seen anything and I've really tried. But um, I've been staring into dark rooms f for years <laughs> and um, I've not had anything. But um, people have... People have said that they've seen, they've had sightings. And also, the hotel that we film in, um, sorry, the hotel that we stay in whilst we're filming, that's also haunted. And uh, Roger Moore said that he saw, um, he saw two ghosts in that hotel. Is that right? That's what he well, said. Well, I trust Roger. I mean, James I Bond do doesn't, do. doesn't lie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so what's, you know, on the set, do any of the, the, the cast or any of the crew, anybody, do they actually believe in ghosts? Or is there anyone there that's a kind of, because you often meet people who are 100% of, well, I've seen one or I know a friend who has or I totally believe in it. Um, mm. And then you get the opposite, obviously. Well, we had a script editor, uh, script supervisor, Penelope, who had who 100% believed in ghosts. And she was like, I've seen, she said she'd seen ghosts. Um, and wouldn't be, she's like, well, yeah, obviously this place is haunted. But she said it so casually that I was like, oh, yeah, it'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. Not <laughs> thinking about the idea that, like, I mean, obviously, there's people who know about ghosts and know the difference between a ghost and a poltergeist or a bad one and a good one or whatever. They can give you a better example. But um, all I know is that, like, Caspar can get things uh, that go through his head, but they don't come out at the bottom of his feet. <laughs> that's my knowledge of ghosts <laughs> but what, what do you think a ghost would think of you making a series about ghosts you know what would you think they'd think that's disrespectful do you think they'd think it's great that they're being represented in a funny way what how do you think um, they'd take it i reckon that they can't um get a hold of a remote so they see <laughs> they only see the behind the scenes good point <laughs> they don't know what yeah. it's like when it's all cut together yeah, and I guess you're not actually talking about ghosts, you know, in the scenes. At no point are you referencing it, so no, not really. They might just think it's just people walking around with a, a an arrow pretending to be through their neck, or you know, <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly, <laughs> whatever. But also, like, maybe they're jealous of the of the the character ghost. They're like, oh, I wish I could do that. Yeah, I wish yeah, I could and also for someone. 
Well, the actors' union, you you know, it's like saying, "Well, I'm a ghost. I should be getting that job, not just yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretend to be a ghost." <laughs> like, should have come to me first. I could have done it for you, but you know. Yeah, they're watching it like ah, I wouldn't do it like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> listen, another thing I read about you. I don't know if this is true or not. Is it true? Because this, if this is true, this will blow my mind. Did you? I know what you're gonna. I know what you're gonna ask me. What is it? It's about platy jubes. It is. Is that I true? Could, I could. I could tell by your tone. <laughs> <laughs> it is true. No. Yeah. That's amazing. That's, that is incredible. That is some accolade. And that is so, yeah, wow. So, yeah, just, it's, just for it's our finally, listeners. It's finally been added to my Wikipedia. You were credited with coming up with the term platy-jubes for the Platinum Jubilee. That is, that is right, awesome. Yeah. It was everywhere. Everyone was. And how did it, how did you, A, how did you come up with it? And B, how did that become such a it spread like wildfire didn't it everyone was using that term yeah i mean some people were furious (laughs) (laughs) disrespectful it's disrespectful (laughs) this is the right we're talking about the royal the head of the state um (laughs) i i just like i don't know i was all i I always think of like nicknames or come up with short i'm lazy so I'm trying to I'm trying to shorten the um, my word count, and um, and that was a, that one was a no brainer, um, but for some reason it just it was so um, it was so widely used on Twitter, but um, and then the um, companies started getting involved. Ribena sending out a tweet here and there. I was like, excuse excuse me, mate, excuse me, what do I get for that? Yeah. Uh, nothing apparently. <laughs> um, that's the answer. Um, although Greg's did send me a um, a voucher, which I can't find, so that's annoying. But um, Greg sent me a, a card, a fifty pound voucher. Oh, nice! It's not the black card that Stormzy got, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you hear about all these black cards, these these kind of like Nando's or um, McDonald's, or yeah, there was all kinds of rumours about these things existing that you can get free food for life or free products. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's... Um, and they, they all play it down. They all say they don't exist, but then you always get someone saying, no, they do, because a friend of mine's got one. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah, no, I know people with... with um, and Stormzy got that the Greg's one, but I don't know anyone else who got a Greg's black card. Mm. But you've also... Didn't you I see a picture of you with platy jubes on the back of a football shirt as well, or I imagine that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Imagine if you'd imagined that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm never quite sure these days. (laughs) Um, Yes, I got that done immediately um, and got that on the back of a shirt and someone tagged it in um, ruined football shirts the other day. So that's uh, that's another accolade that I can add to the list. Must be one of your greatest accolades, the Platy Jubes. I mean, it's just massive how uh, how that took off. It is. It could have. Um, I mean, it doesn't come with any monetary no. benefits. Maybe but. you could, though. Maybe you could. You know, if you. So when? So did you? Did you post something on social media? How did it? How did yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. I just tweeted about it. I was just. Um, I was. I was genuinely quite excited for a four-day weekend, and I was like, the vibes are going to be great. It's going to be hot out. It's going to be hot outside. It's going to be. Everyone's going to be off. It's just going to be a great energy in the country. And I was like, I can't wait for the black jubes. And people were like, no, what? <laughs> <laughs> what did you call it? <laughs> Just a lot of that. Nailed it. It was a bit like the um, 
it was like a mini Olympic London 2012 <coughs> period of time that it was like a flashback to that that when yeah. I was there in London for it and just people were like yeah let's get into this let's really let, let's let's celebrate and it was yeah it felt like people were starting to come back together a little bit and um it did remind me yeah. a little bit of that that 2012 feeling the Cory Bobs was nothing like it <laughs> <laughs> Cory Bobs <laughs> I thought I thought that was going to be I thought it was going to be a, a replica. I thought it was going to be another massive weekend long party, and it was raining. It was grey. Mm. Like what? All that tells me is that King Charles is bad vibes. Well, it's a lot of it's down to the weather. You're right, though. If you get a get a decent weekend, decent weather, that extra time off work, people get behind it, and they get Nothing to like the, it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So do you feel pressure now when there's a, a major national event? You've got to come up with a, an abbreviated name for that. No, I, I'm I'm happy to be a one-hit wonder in that sense. You're going to retire on top. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. I was just thinking of what the other one um, I think of with you, apart from Ghost, is obviously Steph. Let's flats. And I just remembered you actually mm. there's sporting prowess in that, don't you? Play in the ridiculous uh, football match that that yeah. takes place in whichever series that is. Yeah, that's right. I'm the captain. Yes. Are yeah. you, I think you're one with supposed talent, and there are others. Jamie, Jamie Dimitri, for example, not, not quite so good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He <laughs> manages to score uh, four own goals. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I love Starlets Flats. Go on, Matt. Tell Kyle about your um, what your wife calls it. My wife has like a, I, I can call it a disorder, I guess, but it's sort of some sort of dyslexia that's not been diagnosed, where she cannot say things correctly of places so she'll normally add a little s on something or remove an s right. but staff lets flats which i now find very hard to to say she she calls seth rents apartments <laughs> i don't know i don't know why that, but she's got it totally so different <laughs> so it's so different so i have a I lot love it. Of, i have a lot of trouble saying it correctly now i have to always pause to actually say that is the opposite correctly. of an yeah. abbreviation yeah. <laughs> i don't quite quite she's what happened she's made yeah. it so much longer. Seth, <laughs> seth rents apartments um so that's what um, it's known as in our household. It, my mum calls it slats. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Abbreviation I, again. Yeah, yeah, that's just quicker. Just getting to the point, slats. Is that where you um, got that, that technique from, that, that uh, uncanny ability? To, yeah. hereditary. Yeah. <laughs> um, someone that stopped me in the street once called it Steve Leaves. <laughs> <laughs> it just has his ability for people to say it totally wrong. <laughs> I think, I mean, I think that was part of the idea. What I mean, what a mad name for a television show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's been a huge, huge hit, hasn't it? I mean, it's, it's been genuinely quite difficult to say. And so is Ghosts, actually. Yeah. <laughs> like, Ghost is easy. Oh, yeah, a show called Ghost. Ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> People are like, what? Huh? <laughs> People that haven't heard of it. Oh, okay, Ghost. Yeah, I'll check it out. No, no, it's Ghosts. Yeah, sorry, are, you, are we saying the same thing? No, no, no. Go like, plural, like a few of them. <laughs> Oh, ghost. Right, right, right. Not the Patrick right. Swayze one. No. Yeah, yeah. But how much fun was Staff Let's Flats to do? Because, again, that looked like a great oh, collaborative effort. Um, it's my favourite thing right. that I've done. Um, it's so much fun. It's so stupid. All of that, like, not just the characters are stupid, the actors are stupid. <laughs> All of us are just a bunch of idiots. That have been given this opportunity to like be as silly as we can, and do you know what? I mean, I say surprisingly, but I think like this is a genuinely a surprise to to a lot of people. It's not, it's not that we don't do that much improvisation. 
it's quite heavily scripted. Oh, right. Um, mm. But it's scripted to seem improvised. Um, and I mean, often, I, I, I guess more in the f second series where we had a little bit more time, we were able to um, do like an improv version of a scene. But um, three, especially, we sort of didn't really have the time. We were quite up against it. And um, I mean, that one, that one's a, a sort of fan favorite, but it was really uh, heavily scripted and just like, just super, super silly. Um, and I, it's the only time I've, I've done a read through for something where I've been like, I've had to, I've had to pause for laughter <laughs> because I, I was laughing so much that the, the part where, um, uh, after staff has jumped in the canal and then he's trying to, uh, prove to tenants that he's like he's not selfish and that they want to start giving out 10 pounds and they come up with this idea of giving a tenner to a tenant and when, when i first read that in the free <laughs> oh man i literally had to just put my hands up and say <laughs> is there any more coming out to understand the concept of this this thing and then to actually read it and be in character. Um, not that we know of at the moment. I think Jamie just wanted to take a break from it. He'd, he'd been working on it for 10 years. Wow, um, is that, that long? Gee. Yeah, the, um, the Blap, uh, which was the Channel 4 short, came out in 2013. Wow. So, he, yeah. yeah, it's been a long time. So I think he just really wanted to take a break from it. And there's a possibility of always coming back to it, like, for, well, the characters that are alive. Um not like ghosts. Spoiler alert. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so he's, yeah, I think there's, there's always an opportunity, always an uh, open door, I think, maybe for a special or a Christmas special or a film or something like that. But he's, he, I bumped into him, I was chatting to him, and he was saying how he was in Bristol, but I think he studied down here, but he would just got to the train station and loads of people just shouting randomly across the platform and just, stop, oi, oi. Stat, stat, so he has to put up with that on a daily basis. Uh, yeah, I, don't, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think that's going away either. Yeah, but I mean, I think he's used to it. When from Fleabag, people were always asking to see his teeth. So, um, <laughs> I think, I think is he like, bus bus rat or was it uh, was bus that, rodent? Yeah, bus rodent. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. So I think he's um, he's pretty used to getting weird requests in the street. I think getting stat shouted at him is probably the um, the least. <laughs> Of, of the create that the bizarre requests. Do you get that? Do you get your name name checked from particular shows like Mike or oh, D yeah. Dean? I mean, is I it? Think, yeah, but if if we're talking like name check, it's definitely Dean more than anything. Right. Okay. Just because of the way that Stat says Dean, <laughs> it's uh, it's got other people going Dean. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh, are you Dean? Uh, <laughs> right. Do you mind that at all? I quite like it. Yeah. I mean, it depends on how it's done. There are very different ways of approaching yeah. people. But um, sometimes it's done quite nicely, so I don't mind it. But when I've got a mouthful of carbonara, that's so specific. Um, <laughs> and someone's like, can I get a picture? And I'm like, oh, oh. Um, that's a bit, that can be a nine. It just depends on how it's done. Yeah. And what about sporting-wise? Because we talked about some of the sport, but have you had, I mean, if we were to talk about Sporting Misadventures, which is obviously mm -hmm. our title of this, would, would it been your cricket, your one-off match, or have there been other other Sporting Misadventures and mishaps along the way for you? Um, I think it would be. I think it would be 
Because even when my dad took me to play cricket that time and um, sort of wanted me to succeed, I a little bit wanted to succeed as well. But I just did not have all it takes. It's it's not hereditary. So I just, yeah, I wasn't able to please him in that way. But I think um, that probably would be. I mean, I can't think of anything else I've done that's really sporty. I guess, like, I mean, I did a sponsored walk at school. But that that can't count. <laughs> well, did, did the cricket rub off on you enough that you are interested in like watching the Ashes when it's on at the moment? Absolutely or? not. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, I, lo- I love it. <laughs> I um, I spent a lot of time at my grandparents' house when I was younger, and my granddad would have the um, the cricket on the radio all day, <laughs> and like I'd have to watch the TV quietly because he had the radio up so loud. this And that just tormented my childhood. So I'm not watching that. I mean, m- maybe go into a, actually go into a match. That yeah. would be different. But watching it on like TV or something, not interested. And sporting heroes, have you got any sporting heroes that you admire, you look up to, that you, you follow their progress? Well, do you know what? I think like there was a few years where I sort of said that I... F- I was a fan of Arsenal, but really I was a fan of Henri. And mm. I think I just like I was in awe of Henri as a as a footballer, as just as a sports person. And even now I find him really entertaining as a pundit as well. Mm. Um I think his career has been incredible. But I I mean obviously I'm biased because I was a fake Arsenal fan turned into a real Arsenal fan turned into not a fan at all. But um that that whole period like 98 99 Arsenal and Ian Wright of course and like Burkhab and um all of those players I was I I'd love to meet but yeah I can't really say that there were there was anyone that sort of shaped my childhood but I was a huge fan of Henri as well. He was brilliant. I mean he was absolutely he was so quick. I mean when he emerged yeah. on the scene in the, in the in the Premier League how quick he was. He was just so, as well as incredibly skillful and, and and wonderfully sort of cool human being even now isn't he? he just sort of seems yeah, yeah. to just sort of swagger about him. Yeah, but um no I can't really I don't I couldn't really say I had any other um I guess like even watching the um Last Dance, the Chicago Bulls documentary, watching that and realizing how big an influence Chicago Bulls and Michael Jordan had, because it was like there's pictures of me, aged like I don't know nine, eight, nine, ten, with like a Chicago Bulls hat on, and it's like I grew up in East London, not really even interested in basketball, but I wanted that hat and I had that hat and it was like one of my favorite hats, so it was crazy to like realize where that that influence had come from so i guess that was also a little bit of an influence on me but i think that might have been more of just the um the, the team in popular culture rather than the actual sport have you seen the new... not... oh sorry so i was gonna say i've still not seen the last dance it's one oh. of these documentaries that everybody goes oh you've got to see it. it's incredible and yeah just just what a what a unique individual michael jordan is just what an amazing oh, career and the way that he he was a central person to it all. It's um, yeah, I've got, I will. In fact, I'm going to put it on my list. Have you oh, guys yeah. seen the? Have you seen Air? Have you seen that film? Have you no, seen I that? haven't. That is that is great as well. So um, that's worth right, it. I think it's on Amazon or somewhere. I'm trying to think. Someone tweeted about that the other day. Actually, um, 
saying how his mum is a real star of the show. But I've got to, yeah, I've got to watch that. I think weirdly, you, sporting, you... sorry, I was going to say the sporting documentaries that have just exploded <laughs> in the last sort of four or five years um, and the impact yeah. it's having on fan base and drawing new people into the, the sports and just, I guess, things that you, you you would never have known the backstories about the people, you would never have understood the, the intricacies of what's going on. And all of a sudden you feel like you know them, you care about the people. It's not just yeah. about 11 guys kicking a ball or one you know, multi-millionaire driving a Formula One car. It's, it's people and human stories and teams and, and, and you go through the highs and the lows and it's, it's, it's a great way to get people engaged in sport, I think. Yeah. Maybe I should have made a documentary about my um, 20 minutes on the pitch of uh, Chester United. <laughs> Definitely should. It's never too late. You could do it again. You know, we could... Uh, is, is that, have, have you done soccer before? Play my part. <laughs> yeah. So who would play you then in the film of your life in your sporting um, career? Dennis Rodman. <laughs> 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 I've, do you know what? I was asked a question like this. I asked who would play me in the film of my life, and I was like, I'd be fuming if someone else got that part. <laughs> <laughs> there are, there are you got asked to audition I, for it, but didn't get the part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There are parts that I'm definitely not right for that I'm angry about that I didn't get. So, like, yeah, so <laughs> this one would send me over the edge. <laughs> Can I ask another sporting question? If if you could if you could invent a sport, however ludicrous, would 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 you what would you conjure up? Could you come up with something off the top of your head? Um, I really liked those videos that came out sort of just after lockdown, where people would spin <laughs> people would spin a bottle next to a crate of eggs, and they'd spin the bottle, and whoever the bottle landed on, then became the person that was doing the throwing. And everyone else has to run. So as soon, as soon as it lands on someone, everyone else runs, and that person opens a crate and starts counting the eggs. I That's a great that. I don't know what, what that was called. Oh, I was going to say it needs a good name. Yeah. If only um, we knew somebody, Matt, who comes up with names, <laughs> um, you know, humorous names, oh, abbreviated versions. Yeah. If only. If only you've got to work egg, on that. Good. Egg dodgeball. Yeah. That's a work in progress. Give, give me some time. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I've seen those videos. It feels, it feels an easy joke there, but none of us have come up with it. <laughs> yeah, no. If only we had some sort of comedy genius in our midst. <laughs> if only. Uh, we're, we're just missing one person on that. <laughs> um, but yeah, something like that. Something with jeopardy. Some real jeopardy, but also fun and funny. Because one, if you get hit, if you're running away and you get hit with that egg, it's funny. I have, how, have I not, how have I not seen this? I'm not on the same um, algorithm as, as you guys. This was a while. This was a while back, but I, I don't know if it's still. I don't know if it's still cool anymore, or if people are just um, walking over milk crates. No, they don't do that anymore either. Do you remember that? The milk walking milk crate milk. challenge. Don't think so. What was that? Really? Yeah. It was like a pyramid of milk crates, and you had to like, um, and it was they were set up like steps, like steps up and then steps down. Uh -huh. The idea was that you walked up to the top and then back down. But as you walk, they start shaking because it's just milk. <laughs> so it's trying I... to make it back down to the other side without... Um, they're yeah, collapsing. How, yeah. tall are they, how tall are they going? Oh, they're going, they're going taller than the average mat. Oh, wow. That yeah. could end in tears. Have a, have a look at Milk Crate <laughs> Challenge. I mean, I think it was like a last year thing, but it was so funny because oh. very rare. The people that did make it made it like by the skin of their teeth, and the people that didn't 
really hurt themselves. <laughs> well, that's another thing that my Instagram feed is full of is people hurting themselves on bikes, people hurting themselves doing like like parkour as well. That's that's something that I think when you yeah. see it done well, it looks incredible. But you also think how many folk are out there trying to copy those guys mm. and getting it wrong? And it, you know, it's like Have you seen that stuff. one where that guy where the guy fo- falls down the um like narrow between the wall and the thing. And he falls down. So I was like, you're right. And he's like, I'm actually fine. <laughs> no. There's I see one, no I see one where a guy sort of fine. slides down, like so basically similar thing, like two tall buildings and sort of bounces down them and through no other means manages to sort of get to the bottom. But I think it was on purpose. Like he didn't, right, it was right, like he was right. falling down. I'm not seeing anyone falling down between them. All. Yeah. I guess that'll be coming on my, my phone and be listening to me right now. That'll come up next. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. That'll be, but that'll yeah. Be- you think that's all, bit- that's all across my YouTube because the kids use the YouTube channel and they just put in funny fails. So that's all I get is those sort of things or, you know, someone smashing into a lamppost. You know, some, some quite nasty, but they seem to find, <laughs> find it hilarious. It is. It is fun. There's one I saw recently, a guy crashing, who's on a mountain bike, crashed into a tree so hard oh, that the, the tree, tree split. Yeah. Yeah. Like, how hard would he have had to hit that? Was he all right? To break a tree. I think he was pretty bad for a while. Yeah, he's, he's, I think he survived, but... And that video is so quick. It's sort of like four seconds. It's just yeah. that. I watched it a hundred times. <laughs> <laughs> this is my afternoon it. is now spent on egg chase, milk crates, tree crashing, parkour mishaps. I think that's me sort of. Yeah. There's a uh, Instagram. There's an Instagram um, account called Kids Getting Hurt, and it's great stuff. <laughs> Oh dear, there's not enough time in the day, is there? There's so many things I've got to go and watch. And, yeah, uh, you've got to watch those videos, man. Yeah, well, I've got to watch Air and Last Dance. Yeah. Um, Egg, what's it called? Egg, Egg Chase. I Egg Chase, it. yeah. So, yeah, I've got, got some homework. Yeah, I should, probably go, and get, I should probably go and do that just now, actually. <laughs> I'm not, not taking up any more of your time. Well, thanks yeah, very much for coming on. Yeah, we'll reconvene next time and you yeah. can tell me what you've learned. Mark too. <laughs> yeah, if you, if, you come up, to if you come up with an egg title, you, you need to let us know so we can add that on. Right. Okay. I've got some homework too. <laughs> We've all got something Listen, to do. Thank you so much. It's been really, really fun chatting to you. And yeah, uh, man, keep up likewise. the great work. Um, yeah, we loving all your work in ghosts and ghosts. And yeah, I can't wait to see the last, the final series. And uh, maybe, yeah. maybe some more staff, Let's Flats, in the future as well. Yeah, fingers crossed. Take care, Kyle. Thank you so right, much. See you. Yeah. Yeah, all the best. Bye. Bye. Bye.